You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can review us on iTunes, where you can find us and give us a five-star review. Help us spread the word about the Locked On Packers podcast community. And if you ever want to get in touch with the show, you want to ask a question, you want to leave a comment, you want to tell me about a movie you just saw, all of those things are totally acceptable uses for the Locked On Packers fan hotline. That number, 920-341-3775. Again, 920-341-3775. Zach Cruz from Packers Wire is on the show today. Longtime friend of the show, though he has not been on the show previously. He was actually way too busy last year getting Packers Wire really off the ground. And right before I joined SB Nation to cover the Packers, I wrote a couple pieces for for Packers Wire uh, for Zach. And he has has built that site into something really great. It's part of the USA Today digital network. And if you're not following them on Twitter, if you're not reading the stuff that they put out there, uh, especially from Zach, Uh, You're missing out because he's really smart and he does really great work. We're going to get to him in just a minute, but we we have to get out of the way some of the housekeeping stuff with this Packers team because Mike McCarthy spoke on Monday and gave no updates about Aaron Rodgers, not really anyway, and all of the conversations that have been had, all of the press conferences, the interviews, they have been analyzed like the Zapruder film. Give me clues. Let me know what's going on. And I think pretty clearly the Packers know what the injury is. They have been asked about it. Aaron Rodgers has been asked about it a couple times, not given an answer. Mike McCarthy has been asked about it a couple times, not given an answer. You know what they haven't said? We don't know yet. They've said everything but we don't know yet. Michelle Tafoya asked Aaron Rodgers about it. He said, my knee gave no further clarification. Mike McCarthy was asked about it. We're still gathering information. We'll see how he feels. Nothing so far has said we don't know what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Ian Rappaport added a little bit more context on Monday, saying that the Packers believe he avoided, Aaron Rodgers did, a catastrophic injury, a serious major injury, but that his his recovery is going to be a, a big deciding factor in whether or not he can go. And I, this all feels to me like gamesmanship. If Aaron Rodgers could be cleared to play on Sunday, it is I find it very hard to believe he would not be cleared to play this Sunday. And the reason is pretty simple. If Dr. McKenzie felt like there was even a 1% chance that Rodgers had a serious injury, a torn ACL, for example, there's no way he goes back in the game. There's just no way. 
So what could have changed from Sunday evening to Monday morning to make the Packers hesitant about saying Rodgers is going to play? The only thing would be they thought initially there was there was no issues and there turned out to be issues. That's possible. And it's also possible that, that Rodgers was able to gut through the pain because of the adrenaline the night of, but that the next day he wakes up, it's swollen, there, there are further issues, and he can't get it loose enough on game day to play. You don't want to have your team thinking you're going into the game with Aaron, and then on Sunday it turns out, no, it's going to be Deshaun Kaiser, and you, you have a big letdown in terms of energy. If you don't make a commitment... Then you get to say all week, we're preparing both our quarterbacks to play. We're going to see it's going to be a game-time decision. And then when Aaron goes, when he gets the go-ahead, he provides the same kind of boost that he did in the second half of the Bears game. When he came out, I mean, he said, he told the team, shut them out in the second half and we'll win. Now they gave up six points, but they still won. That is, the, that is the feeling this team has. They know what they are when Aaron Rodgers is on the field, and they know what they aren't when he's not. And so they understand as a team, it's important to protect Aaron Rodgers. But Mike McCarthy did also say that he was in the facility, shorts, t-shirt, socks, sneakers. Didn't mention brace, didn't mention sleeve, didn't mention crutches. And... The Packers know the Vikings are preparing for Rodgers because preparing for Kaiser is theoretically easier than preparing for Rodgers. They don't really gain any kind of competitive advantage, but this is the kind of thing teams do. This is the kind of thing the Patriots would absolutely do. They would spend the whole week acting like Tom Brady wouldn't play. And we all know he's going to play. Barring something very, very unexpected to me, Aaron Rodgers is going to play in week two. He said he was going to play. Mike McCarthy opened his press conference by saying... You know, Aaron wants to play and, and Aaron's going to, that's always his mindset, but we have to gather all the information. I think that raised some eyebrows. Some people thought, well, that's that's McCarthy saying, well, he might not play and, and all those things. I just keep going back to this idea. Why? Why was he cleared to return? From from an this is like not a head injury that that there is there, there's a J curve of sorts on, on head injuries where you can you can check out and then later have an issue or after the game where you take another subconcussive hit and all of a sudden now you've got a bigger deal than you had the first time Rodgers said they decided they couldn't do any more damage to the knee by playing on it so if we're talking about ligaments that's probably full tears and if we're not which we don't know we don't know but if we're not then it becomes even more convoluted to try and guess what the situation is and what the recovery time is. I'm not going to play Twitter doctor. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So there will be no speculating on the injury from me. It's a knee injury. That suggests ligaments. That suggests a sprain of some of some kind. But that is that is simply a guess based on it's an educated guess but that's all it is and I want to be very transparent that 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 is that is just speculation I don't want to speculate 
So I, I don't want to I don't want to expand any more on that. Although I, I will certainly ask Zach to to speculate recklessly about it. No, I I will try not to. Everyone is is making their guesses because that's all we can do at this point. I don't I ultimately don't think it matters in the short term because I think he's going to play. And I think that is what matters more than anything else is Rodgers is probably going to play. He's probably going to be limited. And that's going to affect this offense. We're going to talk about all the ways that it's going to affect this offense as we move through the week, as we get more information, and and as the medicals become more available. It sounds like Rodgers is going to speak on it at his Wednesday press conference, which, by the way, he said after the game, I'll address it at my Wednesday press conference. They know. They know what the injury is. They're just not going to tell anybody, and they might not even by Wednesday. But the fact that Rodgers laid out a time for him to address it suggests they already know, and they're just going to hold it as close to their vest as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can. And you know who that's really bad for? Gamblers. Because gamblers are going to want to get the best value that they can. And that's going to be tough when you don't know the situation with Aaron Rodgers. You don't know how that knee's reacting. And the line right now, it's a pick em. It opened Packers uh, minus one, minus one and a half. It is already down to a pick em. And I was saying to a friend the other day, I think it should be Vikings minus three until we know for certain what the situation is with Aaron Rodgers. If you want to bet, that I would say that's a pretty big risk at this point given we don't know the status of Aaron Rodgers. But if you want to get value and you think he's going to play, that pick might be pretty attractive to you right now. And where you bet is just as important as who you bet on, which is why you should place your bets at mybookie.ag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And again, this fantasy football option, I think this is so fun and cool. You can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in a game. The live odds when Aaron Rodgers was down... I mean, I'm sure you could have gotten crazy long odds for the Packers to win when Aaron Rodgers was in the blue tent or when he was carted off in the locker room. And if you would have bet that, if you would have bet on the Packers, your pockets would be much fuller right now. If you join my bookie today, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar when you use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. So go to MyBookie online today. That's mybookie.ag. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. When creating your account to claim your bonus, mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's bring in Zach Cruz. He is the managing editor and writer for Packers Wire. You can follow Packers Wire at the Packers Wire. You can follow Zach Cruz on Twitter at Zach, that's Zach with a C-H, Cruz, but Cruz with a K. So it's Z-A-C-H-K-R-U-S-E-2. If you don't already follow him, I mean, are you even on Packers Twitter? Zach, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Thanks for having me, Peter. So, not really anything to talk about. Pretty boring game. Uh, no storylines. Uh, you were actually at Lambeau Field for week one in, in a game that I, I don't think anyone watching will ever forget. But w- when when you were there, that hour when Aaron Rodgers is in the locker room, I, I imagine the feeling in the stadium there had to be a, a palpable anxiety there. That whole stadium was dead. It was a really, 
I mean, you can't hear a whole lot from the the stands sitting in the press box. It's pretty quiet in there, but you know, you could hear a pin drop in that whole place that entire time. Rogers, especially when he's in the blue tent, and then when the car came back and got him, you know, Lambeau Field was dead. And, and I, you know, I think that was probably what was going on in the minds of, of Packer fans everywhere watching. I, I mentioned this on the show yesterday. I, I can't believe we have to sit through another season of this after going through it last year. Uh, right now, though, we don't have a lot of information. Uh, do you, I, don't, I don't necessarily need you to, you know, wildly speculate, but just read the tea leaves for me a little bit with this Rodgers injury. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to take every precaution and make sure he, there's no risk of him, you know, doing any more damage to the knee, but you know, they got him through the workout at halftime and he got cleared by Dr. Pat McKenzie and those two, you know, McCarthy said today, those two have a really good relationship. You know, I think McKenzie's always going to do what's in the best interest for Rogers. And so, you know, I, I, I think coming back and wearing that knee brace that he had on it, it, signals to me that it probably isn't a huge deal and he's going to be able to play even if he's going to be limited a little bit, but you know, it's definitely a lot better than an ACL and us talking about him going on IR this week or something like that. Yeah. One of the things that, that has become a a talking point now is the success that he had obviously, but I, I mean, specifically this idea of Rodgers playing on schedule and playing within the rhythm of the offense. This is something we saw in 2014 when he didn't have the same uh, mobility late in the year. Where do you, where do you come down on this? Are you, are you someone that thinks, you know, Rodgers needing to stay in the pocket and and maybe playing within the confines of the offense is actually potentially a positive for him? You know, I had a tweet about this today and, you know, him buying time and extending plays and getting out of the pocket and doing all that stuff and kind of playing Sandlot is great. And he's probably the best ever at it, but it was really fun watching him just kind of pick apart a defense from the pocket, making quick on time throws, you know, letting his receivers do a lot of the work. I thought that was really fun to watch. And I think it gives a little glimpse of what he could be later on in his career as, you know, the mobility goes away a little bit and he has to play more from the pocket. I mean, he's great doing either one, but, I think it was really cool watching him, you know, get away from what he's, he's, you know, the magic plays, the sandlot plays, and just kind of play quarterback from the pocket. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a really great point you made. I saw the tweet, and I, it hadn't occurred to me uh, to, to frame it as this is what we could be seeing from Rodgers into his late 30s. Uh, when his athleticism does wane a little bit, I, I, I just I, I thought that was a great perspective from you. Um, let's let's flip the conversation to the other side of the ball because I think there was some consternation over the defense after this game, but you look at the final numbers. Mitch Trubisky had a quarterback rating below 80, uh, a yard per attempt uh, figure that was below the, the Bears' run yard per attempt figure. Uh, it <laughs> seems like all in all, after that first drive, uh, the defense really settled in, and, and I think ultimately you have to be encouraged with what you saw from this defense, right? Oh, I think you got to be really happy. And I think it was your tweet, I think, earlier today that said, you know, they they went some soft fronts. They they played a bunch of DBs on the field to stop the pass, and just that Mike Patton said all offseason, he's going to prioritize the pass. And, then, you know, they, they got through some shaky, shaky first couple drives where I think, 
some of the scheme stuff and some of the unscouted looks got to him a little bit and they were playing a little slow. But once they settled in, man, it, it was tough for Trubisky. I, like you said, I, he finished 4.9 yards per attempt. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Didn't throw a touchdown, took four sacks. I mean, it, it took him 35 attempts to get to, I think, 170 yards. So. Yep. I think you got to be encouraged about that. You know, 139, 140 rushing yards. You know, I, I think you take that if you're if you're limiting the quarterback to 170 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that's the that's the trade off that that Mike Patton played. I wonder um, if you've given any thought to how you know did did Mike Patton put all those DBs on the field because he had his starting inside linebacker hurt and and maybe one of his overhang defender safety box players also hurt? Or is this, do you think, a, a way that they could play consistently against teams and just say, look, if, if you want to run the ball 30 times a game, be our guest? Yeah, they, they might be able to play this way. I don't know. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help when they get Horn Burks and Josh Jones back and they can play you know, some of these similar looks but have a little bit better you know, run to center in the middle. I think, you know, they, they played a bunch of these DBs because they had to, you know, they had to man up on, on Cohen and uh, Trey Burton and, you know, Anthony Miller and some of these tough new additions they got. And, you know, Matt Nagy's offense was going to threaten them and, you know, try and out scheme them. So I, I really liked the plan of, of going light and playing a bunch of DBs and really just, you know, it, it was almost tempting the, the Bears to run on them. And, you know, I think they held up just fine playing the soft run. So. I think it could be a, a strategy for him going forward, for sure. Assess that secondary for me, Zach, because uh, Josh Jones and Jair Alexander, or excuse me, Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander each played, uh, I think, two-thirds of the snaps at least. Uh, Jair Alexander played 70% of snaps. Uh, so they're going to be on the field a ton. And, and it seems like Jackson is is ahead of Devon House, who was relegated to special teams duty only what did you see from those rookie corners in week one? Yeah, I, I need to go back and watch them again and, and really focus in on them. But I thought, you know, they, they didn't have any plays where I thought they were overmatched. You know, maybe Alexander was, was I think he was the one in coverage on uh, Allen Robinson's big play in the first quarter, Yep, I think. But other than that, I think those two really handled their business. They had a couple nice blitzes. I think Josh Owens had a, for sure, or Josh Jackson had a, for sure sack on that third down in the second half and he kind of missed it, but that was a good blitz. You know, I didn't give up big plays. They're all over the field. They're making tackles. So yeah, I think it's an encouraging debut for both of them. Like you said, Josh Jackson is already ahead of Devon house in the depth chart. So, you know, he's earned the playing time and you, know, you got to be excited about those two because they, they legitimately have some depth at cornerback now. Yeah. And we know that Mike McCarthy does not let rookies come in and just take spots. You have to earn your way onto the field, and and there's no question that Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander did that. So, uh, yeah, Tremont Williams talked about the progress that that was made just in that one game. He's someone that knows that defense, so it, it's that was that was heartening to see. As you as you turn your attention now to Week Two, what do you what do you feel like is the number one priority? We know Aaron Rodgers' health is going to be the big question this moving forward this week. But for you, outside of that Aaron Rodgers question, what are you most most feeling like Green Bay needs to address? What are you most looking forward to? Pinpoint something for me in terms of a storyline that you are really lasered in on as we as we look toward week two in the Minnesota Vikings. I really want to see the Packers receivers against the Vikings corners because 
you know, I think Rogers is going to be limited probably mobility wise. He's probably going to be playing a lot from the pocket and they're probably going to do a lot of the same, you know, quick passing game. And I think, you know, Zimmer is, is going to have a whole week of keying in on what they did and some of the stuff they did with the receivers. So it's really going to fall on, you know, Geronimo, Devante, Randall Cobb. Those guys are going to have to get open quick in routes and, you know, win their one-on-one matchups against a, a really good Viking secondary. So that's where I'm going to be watching because, you know, you, if Rodgers is holding the ball and he can't move out of the pocket, it's going to be, it's going to be a long afternoon Sunday. That Vikings, that Vikings defense can play and they can really pressure the quarterback if, if receivers aren't getting open right away. And it, it, what a what a difference a year makes, right? There was the Randall Cobb play uh, in the second Bears game where he gets caught from behind by the linebacker, and then in this play he goes seventy five yards, can't be caught by anyone. All he sees is green space. Maybe, maybe all it is 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 to, just to, just him being healthy. To be fair, Khalil Mack almost ran him down. Though. It's true. It's true. Now he now he did. He, now Randall he, he, said I was weaving, I was moving in and out, but it does show you. The athleticism of Khalil Mack for for sure. Oh yeah, yep. Khalil Mack was yeah he was trucking it down the field. And yeah, like you said, Cobb was weaving around, and Montgomery didn't give him a real great block there at the end. But yeah, that was impressive to see Mack run about fifty yards in a straight line and almost it, catch him. It did seem like Cobb slowed up at the end too. It was almost like so. Am I, am I just going to go out of bounds? It was that was a little bizarre, but. There, there's there's so many storylines from this game, and and then we have so many more coming in week two that that we could you know we could do another fifteen minutes or probably an hour, uh, just talking about it. But um, not going to keep you. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, let the listeners know where they can find you and the work that you do. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Zach Cruz too, and then I I do all my writing for the Packers Wire, which is part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And then I do a little bit of contributing work for Packers Plus, which is part of uh, the Milwaukee Journal Central. So you can find me all over the place. We, we got to get you Zach Cruz one at least. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to get just Zach Cruz. There's a guy that hasn't tweeted since like 2008. And I've, I've emailed Twitter. I've tried to report him. Nothing. I think he's going to get to keep that handle. Brutal. And Zach Cruz one is taken too, so. Brutal. I, 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 I tried to get Peter Bukowski and the guy wouldn't give it to me. And I squatted on Peter underscore Bukowski. And I said, Hey, I have this, I have this handle for you. Just take it and, and give me the regular one. I need it for, for work. And he just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. So that, that is life. Zach, I, I appreciate, I, I, pre- I feel your pain. <laughs> I, I appreciate you joining lockdown Packers. Thanks for having me, Peter. Let's do it again soon. For sure. Before we finish up here, I want to remind you that our athletic promotion is still going on. You can join The Athletic for an incredible introductory rate, 40% off your first year subscription. That's less than $3 a month to get some of the sleekest sports content anywhere on the web. And that's because they don't deal with pop-ups. They don't deal with ads. They don't do clickbait. This is all the the best sports writing that you can get on the web in one place. Their college content is incredible. They've got local beat writers all over the country, not just with the Packers. So if you live in Topeka, they've got writers for you. You live in Seattle, they've got people for you. If If you're a Packers fan and you love other sports, The Athletic has all of that covered for you, you just sign up 
And you can do that at theathletic.com slash LockedOnPackers, and you get 40% off your first-year subscription. Less than $3 a month. Michael Cohen, Ben Fennel, they do a great job covering the Packers. They have for a long time now, and now they're at The Athletic. You should be too. Why haven't you already signed up at theathletic.com slash LockedOnPackers to get 40% off your first year? All right, we're going to continue on our normal schedule this week, Opponent Wednesday on Wednesday. That's why it's called that. We've got the scouting report coming on Thursday, and then we'll deal with injuries on Friday. No no real word yet on Oren Burks. Too many questions to Mike McCarthy about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I doubt Josh Jones is going to be able to go. He, he, he didn't really practice all week. Uh, I, I would expect Burks to be much closer to playing, and he'll be important. Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, in this Minnesota Vikings offense to be able to stop the run and defend the pass. But Green Bay, they may go to some of those those multiple corner looks. Luckily, the Vikings don't have more than just those two corners. I, I would be surprised if Green Bay decides to treat Kyle Rudolph, for example, as a receiver. I, I think their preference would be to play him with a linebacker or safety, but they need to have guys they feel comfortable in that position, and given the size of someone like Josh Jackson, and he did a great job on Trey Burton, maybe they continue to use Jackson and just say, you're going to be the guy that covers tight ends for us, or you're going to be the guy that covers big receivers for us, and the Vikings just don't have a guy like that. So maybe he needs to be incorporated into this defense in another way. We're going to see, as I said to Zach, this game plan is going to be different every week from Mike Patton, and so the defense is going to look a little bit different They're going to scheme up some stuff that the Vikings haven't seen. They're going to create pressure in really interesting ways. And Mike McCarthy said it in his press conference on Monday. He said there were a ton of package plays and a ton of looks that they didn't get to in their script because of the Aaron Rodgers injury. They had to to make some alterations when he went out. And they had all of these plays and, and an entire script of plays that they couldn't get to not just because of the Rodgers injury because he was hurt and out, but because he was hurt. And that limits limits his ability to get to stretch plays. It limits his ability to roll out, to waggle, to, to get to play action. It, it, it limited his ability to even just drop back and pass. They had to run the whole offense out of the pistol, and that affects everything about the game plan. We will continue to discuss that as the week wears on. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Ask me questions there. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. You can also send a text or call the Locked on Packers fan hotline to do the same thing. 920-341-3775. You can like this show on Facebook. You can give us a review on iTunes. We'd love for you to do that. We are still doing our Pro Football Focus Edge subscription giveaway. We just haven't had a Locked On Packers winner yet. And so the more reviews we get, the more likely we are to get a winner. This is an enormous game for the Green Bay Packers in Week 2. Their season very much hangs in the balance. Not, Not over if they lose, but really sets them on an incredible trajectory to win a game like this with Aaron Rodgers battling an injury at home. The Packers really need a good showing this Sunday. And so we have so much more to get to before that game on Sunday for all of it. There's only one thing that you can do to get all of it. 
It's really easy, it's really simple, and, and you do it most of the time anyway. Stay locked on, Packers.